the Indian army believed they were tracking a Yeti. I can't <laughs> imagine a three-hour trek underneath a Satchwatch's arm is going to be too comfortable. For three oh, hours! Three, three whole hours. hours! He's travelled around the world, visited mm -hmm. a lot of different places that are said to have their own equivalent of a Bigfoot-like creature. We're going to get into those in a little Ooh. while. Hey guys, how's it going? Judy, I'm back with the Drip Podcast, and today we're going cryptids. I'm joined by Bailey, Lozzie, and Scott. Now, Scott, you're very, very crucial, because you've interviewed like a professor of Bigfoot or something, haven't you? Yeah, so I've interviewed um, Dr. Jeff Meldrum, who is a professor of anatomy and anthropology, I believe, Okay. with a... Specialty in bipedal movement, which is the movement of hominids. Okay. Um, basically, he has a very strong interest in muscular tension, uh, walking, generally the movement of apes and humans and, you know, creatures like that. Okay, that's interesting. So a man based in science, based in the correct science, with a... Very, very vast interest in Bigfoot, basically. Mm -hmm. Okay. And obviously head over to Tepper's Paranormal um, and give that interview a listen after this episode. But um, what, has, what has he found? Uh, you know, without giving away too much of your own episode, but what has he, you know, has, does he have the, the smoking gun? So... From the interview I did with him, we spoke about quite a few different bits. He He's travelled around the world, uh, mm -hmm. visited a lot of different places that are said to have their own equivalent of a Bigfoot-like creature. We're going to get into those in a little Ooh. while. So he sort of said Bigfoot is apparently just the North American ones. Mm -hmm. Right. And then the rest of the world have different Not names. Not the uh, Nepalese Yeti. So... <laughs> So Bigfoot. So they're saying Bigfoot is strictly an American-only thing. Yeah, I think it's sort of a it's a weird one where to most people Bigfoot is just Bigfoot, but to him Bigfoot is the North American variant right. of the Yeti-like creature. Okay, so there's so there's so we're basically right. we're saying there's subspecies. I, I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Ooh. Well, I'll tell you what. As you've as you've took us there, I'll push it ahead of schedule. Um, only slightly. It was it was Article Two, Loz. We're going. We're starting with oh, Article Two. We're not going in sequence anymore. It's completely fucked. Let's oh, oh, no. Loz. I'll take the blame <laughs> for that. So we're going to go with Newsweek.com's guide to deciphering the differences between a Yeti, Sasquatch, Bigfoot, and more. Wow! <laughs> Fucking get in. Okay. Yes. So That'll for do. decades, dedicated group of men and women have vowed to drag into the light their mysterious quarry, Bigfoot and mysterious beasts that inspire books, movies and research. So that's what we're going to look at. Okay. So as you're saying, you know, is Bigfoot its own thing? Is it a species? Is it a subspecies? Well, apparently, we'll begin with uh, Sasquatch. The term Sasquatch has become the most universally respected name for the enigmatic primate slash person hybrid devised, sorry, derived from the Halcomelum dialectal word Sisquak, meaning wild man. The word was first used by the Coast Salish peoples 
These indigenous peoples inhabited the Fraser Valley in the Pacific Northwest and parts of Vancouver Island, British Columbia, two regions that have yielded more recorded Sasquatch sightings than anywhere else. Then we have Bigfoot, our boy Bigfoot. Perhaps the most common shorthand for Sasquatch, the term Bigfoot first came about in 1958, which Article 1 is how the Bigfoot legend came to be. Uh, so we'll get more into that in a second. So 1958, Gerald Crew, a Bluff Creek local in Del Norte County, California, was featured in the Humboldt Times for the cast he made of large footprints found near his bulldozer. Fellow Bluff Creek, sorry, for just for a second, can you imagine you return to your bulldozer? And forget about the footprints. Imagine there is a Sasquatch driving your, your bulldozer. I knew that's exactly where you were going with that, and I still weren't ready for it. Imagine that. Sasquatch in a JCB. Just the new Labour, mate. <laughs> just in a hard hat. What was that? Just what was that go. show? Ah, oh, what was that show? Is it George? George? No. Was it George the Sasquatch? Do you remember that show? George the Sasquatch. It was like a sitcom. It was like a sitcom. Ah, oh, we're going on tangent. Hang on. You'll definitely know it about a Sasquatch. He, he like joins a family. <laughs> Harry and the Hendersons? Is it that? That's very different. Yeah, George Harry and the Hendersons. He's talking about Barney. Oh, I think. Uh, yeah, I have seen that. Yeah. Yeah, Harry. Yeah, Harry and the Hendersons. Well, basically. No idea. Um. No. This Google it honestly. This fuck off Sasquatch just like start. Look, a human family adopts a Sasquatch as their pet. Comedy family fantasy TV series from 1991 to 1993. That looks horrific. Ooh. Five oh, point yeah. six out of ten. Yeah. No. I have, I have seen that. Yeah, their top-rated episode is eight out of ten. The old Gosh. Bigfoot. Harry brings home an old Bigfoot, so the family consults Doctor Arneson. But anyway, we're getting off off topic. Um, but yeah, I think it's too late to be getting off topic. I'd imagine he would uh, drive a bulldozer. <laughs> he would have a high vis on as well, mate. Definitely. So fellow Bluff Creek locals began referring to the mysterious maker of the tracks as Bigfoot, which Humboldt Times editor Andrew Genzoli decided to stylize as Bigfoot. Hang on a minute. So it's like bitch. Bigfoot, like with a gap in the middle, and then he just thought, fuck that gap, fuck the space, bring it together, bosh, Bigfoot. The term has earned considerable recognition since then, particularly in its use by the Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization, one of the most wildly respected groups of Bigfooters. Now, we have the Yeti, and we will have a story that went viral in, I believe, 2019, where the Indian Army believed they were tracking a Yeti. Um, so the Yeti, though commonly associated with Sasquatch, the Yeti is an entirely different entity. Oh, there we go. This creature's origin can be traced back to pre-Buddhist Eastern civilizations, particularly in the Himalayan mountain region. Unlike the Sasquatch, who is most frequently spotted in warm and mild climates, the Yeti is believed to be an Arctic creature that is usually described as resembling a bear more than an ape. Some early indigenous people of the Himalayas would worship what became known as the Yeti, calling it the glacier being so 
Apparently, they're not the same. Okay, uh, okay. So I understand the difference between a yeti and a and a bigfoot. Obviously, we've seen like different things about yeti. They normally have like a, a white fur, whereas a, a bigfoot would have more like a brown fur. And um, this one's described as a bear more than an ape, right? So I can, yeah. I, there's there's different there's differences between them, right? The other ones they just sound like the same thing. Like it's so, just different different parts of the world. Yeah, the way I'm getting it so far is that Sasquatch is sort of the overarching uh, type of creature, and then you get your Bigfoot and your Yeti and the other things that we'll have on this list underneath that. But it does say that that although commonly associated with Sasquatch, the Yeti is actually an entirely different entity. Yeah, so I, th- I think it's like it, a... it could it could be a case of like, um, oh, what is it? I have I have part of it in my DNA. Is it Neanderthal? Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's the species that was wiped out by the humans? It is Neanderthal, isn't it? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I have a little bit right. of Neanderthal in me. Yeah. So what I'm saying is, this could be like you know, human and Neanderthal, kind of similar species, but actually yeah, yeah, yeah. not at all. Okay. Um. But yes, yeah, so that's where the A is. Um. Abominable snowman. The term abominable snowman was first coined in 1921 by Henry Newman, a contributor to the Indian England language, English language newspaper, The Statesman. Newman interviewed participants in the British Mount Everest reconnaissance expedition who encountered large footprints that their guides declared were left by what they called Meto Kangmi. While Kangmi doesn't translate to snowman, Meto actually translates to man bear. Man bear pig. Oh yeah. In writing his piece, <laughs> Newman mistranslated the term to filthy, filthy man bear, which he then swapped out for abominable. One of the same with the yeti. One and the same with the yeti. The abominable snowman is generally regarded as an illusion, illusory being of the far eastern hemisphere and not interchangeable with the Sasquatch. So basically. I think you've got Sasquatch and Bigfoot, and then you've got Yeti and Abominable Snowman. Uh, yeah, okay, yeah. But the thing is, with the Yeti and the Abominable Snowman, if it's bear-like, then it's not bipedal, is it? No. I guess it depends on how bear-like, because bears can obviously stand and they walk can. on their rear legs. Yeah, but a bear, a bear footprint would be dramatically different from an ape's footprint. True. Yeah, so... I guess the seeing, generic seeing them, like you know, if you was to maybe if you saw one walking past, I mean, I've seen bears stand up on their hind legs. I've never seen one maybe walk on two legs. Maybe, well, maybe they do. I don't know. But Bailey, I'm going to show you a fucking yeti footprint in a minute, mate. Nice from go. the Indian Army. But before we get there, let's go back to the start of the origin of Bigfoot, shall we? Yes. So, if you want to go to Article One. From history.com and obviously as you know guys chime in whenever you like also scott if you have anything to add like you know that professor guy said this about this and that'd be amazing so what exactly are the origins of bigfoot in 1958 journalist as we have discussed uh of the humboldt times highlighted a fun if dubious letter from a reader about loggers in North Carolina who discovered mysteriously large footprints. Maybe we have a relative of the abominable snowman of the Himalayas, Genzoli jokingly wrote in his September 21st column. So that's quite interesting. So yeah. from what I gauge from that, 
what came first, Sasquatch or the Yeti? It's actually the Yeti. I mean, we did just read that it's you know it's ancient Eastern yeah. folklore, yeah. but um, so there's a lot of like thousand of year old sightings in your more sort of Asian parts of the world. Um, I want to say there's China specifically. I think China has a tribe of what are called hairy men who lived or at one point lived off in the mountains on their own sort of independent right. of everyone else and they were described by locals in a village um as essentially being the perfect description of a bigfoot or yeti okay um who would occasionally come into the village to get food or to you know trade and then would disappear back off into the mountains that's interesting. So, so, so it's just a tribe of humans that essentially decided to to rough it a little bit more. Than yeah, I, I guess you know, else. two separate tribes that went completely different ways for hundreds of thousands of years. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, you would see changes. I assume in that. Yeah. Have you ever seen uh, this? Is a fucking now we've fallen off a cliff. Uh, the descent. That <laughs> yeah. Was a, that was a humans that moved underground, and then yeah. thousands of years later, they're a little bit funky. This could be what's happening here. Could be okay. what's happening here. I'm not being funny. When it comes to Bigfoot, there's a that you know, a, a, and the the amount of sightings that are in national parks, and the amount of mountains that are in national parks, and the amount of cave systems that are in national parks. Yeah, you know, could not necessarily be like humans that thought, "Oh, fuck this, I'm going into the mountains." But it could have been like an ape subset that's gone off into the mountains. Very interesting. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, Gazzoli said he simply thought the mysterious footprint made a good Sunday morning story, but to his surprise, it fascinated readers. He's like, oh, bollocks, of all the things to go viral, why did it have to be this? <laughs> um, but yeah, so reporting the name loggers had given to the so-called creature who left the tracks, Bigfoot was born, the legend of Bigfoot. There are Those loggers were so creative. Yeah, that's a Bigfoot. Goddamn, <laughs> Jerry. There a, are various wild. Foot. That is a big foot. Look at that. Uh, there are various wild man myths from all over the world, says Jonathan Bloberts, author of Bigfoot: The Life and Times of a Legend. In Western Canada, the Stasales First Nation have the Saskets, uh, the supposed origin of the word Sasquatch. However, the modern U.S. concept of Bigfoot can be traced quite directly to the stories of 1958. So there we go. We have our answer. It was in 1958. People later go back and dig through old newspapers and stuff and find scattered reports of a wild man here and a wild man there, but it doesn't coalesce into a general discussion until the 50s. So, okay, it wasn't the 50s. So it was just like here and there, we're getting stories. So it's a bit like folktale, I guess. And then can we scroll back up to the foot? Yes. I mean, that's bosh. That is, that is, I mean, that is a big foot. That's what it says on the tin. Obviously, could definitely be, um, you know, faked. But at the same time, it could be legit. And do we know what size foot that is? I was just about to ask that. That's because a I've, I'm, I'm pretty sure, like, well, from that, seeing that, that doesn't look as like there's no way that's come from a human to some of the pictures of, like, of Bigfoot's footprint that I've seen before. Do you know what I mean? Like, that could quite easily be, like, Shaquille yeah. O'Neal's foot, mate. Yeah. Yeah. That's quite possible. 
But then mm-hmm. Shaquille O'Neal's seven foot, isn't he? Which I yes. think is how big big foot uh, was or is. It, uh, it, what size is the big foot? Uh, foot. <laughs> so the enormous footprints for which the creature is named are claimed to be as large as twenty four inches long and eight inches wide. Jesus, um, that's a large foot. That's a large foot. What's that, that in there? Is that in shoe size? It is. Yeah. Hang on. So let's have a look. 18 inch foot in shoe size. That's a big old cleat you got to put on that foot. I thought it was a 24 inch foot. 24 inch long. What? 24 inch long. Oh, it was a 24 foot. inch long. How did I just. Wow, I literally. Where the fuck did I just get 18 eight in, from? Eight inches wide. <laughs> Yeah, eight inches wide and twenty-four long. That's crazy. I don't think we're going to get an answer, but no, we're not going to get an answer. But I can tell you that six inches is a size eight in the US. So it's a pretty big foot. It's a pretty goddamn big foot, is what I'll say. Um, but if anyone knows, if anyone's like worked in a shoe shop out there and knows off the top of their head, let's know. <laughs> okay, hang on. Ah, oh, there's a video playing. Why is that there? Feel sick. So, a, f- a 15 inch foot or 15 and a half inch foot from heel yeah. to toe would be a size 24. What? That's a- insane. According yeah. to according to this chart that I've just found, with no prior research whatsoever to back up if the information is true, that's what that comes the out. The website I've just stumbled across says Bigfoot would wear anything from a size twenty one and up. Whoa. Okay. That's really yeah, that big. We're fucking with a big boy here. That's, that's interesting. So there we so now we know the origins we had there was a bulldozer. There was a large foot. It's a perfect and origin story. Was born. It, <laughs> it really is a is. perfect origin story. It really Ooh. is. Right. So let's go to one of the most famous um, abduction stories. Now you can bring it back to the main screen. I'll just I'll read this in uh, in the privacy of my own home because <laughs> I feel like the people of the internet want to see our faces a little bit clearer. Um, Okay, so this is about Albert Ostman. Albert Ostman was a Canadian prospector. And in 1924, he was abducted by a Sasquatch and held captive for six whole days. This took place near Tobler Inlet in British Columbia. And as you'll hear throughout this, this podcast, British Columbia keeps coming up when it comes to, to Sasquatch. So it's a little short story, um, but it'll get the point across. In 1924, Albert Osman, a lumberjack and woodsman, don't know what the difference is, went to the area for a vacation. Osman had heard stories about the man-beasts who supposedly roamed these woods but refused to believe them. As Osman lay asleep one evening, a Sasquatch purportedly picked him up and carried him off while he was in his sleeping bag. Osman was carried in his sleeping bag across country for three hours by a Sasquatch. <laughs> this, Bailey, the oh, man geez. was terrified. So sorry. 
There's just a man trapped in his sleeping bag underneath help. a Sasquatch's arm. Fucking hell! <laughs> For three right. hours! Three, three whole hours. hours. He was just... And you got to think the stride of this thing. He's gonna he's gonna make some ground in three hours. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Three hours. Okay, carry on. So, the Sasquatch dropped Osman down on a plateau. Okay. Standing around him was a family of four of the creatures. Albert was kept captive by the Sasquatch. The captors were two adults and two children, which held Ot Osman captive for the six days. One of the Bigfoots was reported as being eight feet tall. Osman did not use his gun on them, as they had done uh, him no harm. I mean, okay. well, They've I can't imagine stolen you. I can't <laughs> imagine a three-hour trek underneath a Sasquatch's arm is going to be too comfortable. Might have been you over the mean? shoulder. Wait, Might so, have been over the shoulder. Uh, probably doesn't say, but did he have his gun with him in the sleeping bag? He's got his gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got Always. a piece in his... Always, packing, Lozzie. Mate. Come on. Always. Conceal and carry, mate. That's what, Conceal they, and carry. That's what the Bigfoot did to him. At what point do you decide you are going to open fire? He was rolled up like a spliff in a fucking sleeping bag. <laughs> he just, just brought it back for his family. Of like, I brought a red spliff for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. <laughs> Why? At that point, that man is essentially a roll of sushi. It is. Yes. 100%. He's just rolled he is. up. He is. Um, okay, so the captors were two adults, two children, right? And uh, he's got his gun, but he's like, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna kill these fools. They ain't done anything to me. So he stayed. He stayed with the Bigfoot family for a week. Right. right? Okay. Also, he probably realised that like what kind of gun he had. The caliber of bullet yeah, probably wouldn't take yeah. down yeah. an eight foot Sasquatch. He's, he's, probably not yeah, worth the hassle, to be fair. He's, he's only taken out his little caliber. 22 long rifle. Yeah. It's like, yeah, not no chance. <laughs> um, so he stayed with them for a week, right? And he ate sweet tasting grass that they gave him. According to Osman, the <laughs> according to Osman, the female Sasquatch washed and stacked leaves. Albert escaped by making the large male Sasquatch groggy by feeding him some snuff. What? <laughs> what snuff? Huh? What's, did you just say snuff? Yeah. So snuff is a type of smokeless tobacco product made from finely ground or pulverized tobacco leaves. Oh, it yeah. is snorted or sniffed into the nasal cavity, de delivering nicotine and a flavored scent to the user. Traditionally, it is sniffed or inhaled lightly after a pinch of snuff is either placed onto the back surface of the hand. Let me just open this up. Um, where are we at? Of the hand held pinched between thumb and index finger or held by a specifically made snuffing device. So it's very common in the 17th century. So there we go. He used snuff to escape, right? Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. He did not tell his story for more than 24 years after it happened for fear of being thought of being crazy. As more Sasquatch stories appeared in the press, Albert decided to tell his story to a local newspaper, The Province, in 1957. Right, okay, well, I would be telling people the day I got back being, listen, two days down that road, mate, obviously three hours for a Sasquatch, two days walk for me, yeah, yeah. down that road, there is a family of giant beings just kidnapping yeah. people, washing leaves, mate. Yeah. You should probably come, like, come have a little look. Don't go camping around there because they'll steal you and try and smoke <laughs> you in your sleeping bag. Just 
Go have a look. The day I got back, literally the very same day. I say get the 50 cow. <laughs> get the damn 50 cow, boys. We're going hunting, boy. <laughs> I mean, 24 oh, years. That's, that's a long time. Yeah. Yeah. Could have made it 25. After, but... I mean, yeah, after that much time, what is the thing that makes you go, tell you what, today's the day? Yeah. Or, well, yeah. That's also, a great how, point. how much more mental does it sound for someone <laughs> yeah. to say, by the way, 24 years ago, I was rolled up in a spliff by <laughs> a Bigfoot and a family of Bigfoot just kept me there for a week. Just yeah. before I let you know. I what you mean. Oh, by yeah. the way, my wife, who I've been with for the last 30 years, I never told you this. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, no, it's because more Sasquatch stories appeared right. in the press. Okay, so like, you wow. just wanted to jump okay. on the fucking hype train then. <laughs> yeah. I, I the mean, I guess that kind of makes sense. Yeah, but the biggest issue I have, you know, is, I mean, I've only been on this planet 29 years, and, I, you know, obviously, so my memory when I was five is shit anyway, but, like, that's a long time for yeah. a memory to get warped. Yeah, I don't think you, yeah, I don't think you'd be forgetting that, though. So, three hours, more like five, ten minutes. Let's put it, <laughs> yeah. that, let's put it that way, yeah. Four Sasquatches, just one giant man keeping him out of a storm, probably. <laughs> and, a bag, I mean? like, yeah. and a bag full of mushrooms. A bag full of mushrooms. He probably just well, got taken is... by bear. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there in here. Here it says in 2007, the the skeptic Joe Nickel, who is an American skeptic and investigator of the paranormal, characterized the story as more likely the result of imagination than of recollection. Critics of Osman note that he did not make the event public until 1957, um, and primatologist John Napier states that Osman's story fails to convince me primarily on the grounds of the limited food resources available. He did say he was only eating grass, though, to be fair. Yeah. There's quite a bit of that. Yeah. yeah. I think, you know, if if that happens to you, just, just speak to a friend, you know? Don't, just don't bottle someone. it down for 24 years. <laughs> yeah. Just tell someone about There's it. There's probably a phone number you can call now. There probably is. A Sasquatch yeah. kidnap helpline. Yeah. 0800 Bigfoot. That's it. That's it. That's it. But yeah, so that is that is uh, Albert Osman's story. Now I want to go over to uh, an army. An army. We're going over to Yeti now. What abominable snow! So this went viral. I somehow missed it. The Indian Army tweeted this. <laughs> yeah, in April of 2019. Okay. So. Army finds evidence of abominable snowman as mysterious footprints discovered. The abominable snowman has been long rumoured to be lurking high in the mountain ranges. One group of army soldiers found footprints they believe belonged to a yeti, but they were mocked over their claims. And when I say mocked, I mean the world mocked them. So they were like, we're going to tweet this and change the world. And then they realised that it's Twitter. Yeah. So... I mean, that um, just really adds to the point we've made previously of we could catch a ghost in front of us yeah and the we, we don't have the credibility yeah, of yeah, yeah. A, 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 yeah. an army of a nation yeah of, uh, yeah we just so, we're, we're not we're not sat in the united nations no so yeah our army soldiers were were, uh, were mocked over claims that they had found uh, a giant yeti also known as the abominable snowman they claim to have found footprints of the beast, a trail leading off into the snow 
at the Makalu base camp in the Himalayas. Um, mm. So there are a couple of pictures in this one, Loz. So when I go hit it, switch it over um, so that people can see the images if they're on the video. But if they're listening, then uh, listen to the images. The Indian Army released an official statement in 2019 and described an elusive s- s- snowman. So what they said was, for the first time, an hashtag Indian Army mountaineering expedition team has sighted mysterious footprints of mythical beast Yeti measuring 32 by 15 inches close Jesus. to Matalu base camp on the 9th of April 2019. This elusive snowman has only been sighted at Makalu Baran National Park in the past. Some taunted the statement, responding with pictures of footprints claiming to be belonging to Bigfoot, whilst others were less than impressed. One person said, really hope this is a joke. This is supposed to be a smart and intelligent force. Okay, random one person. What uh, if they're telling the truth, though? Yeah, yeah, mate. Like, Fucking... you know. How big did they say the feet were? Uh, so the feet were 32 inches by 15 inches. So it's even bigger than like a two, Yeah, like a 2005 yeah. state-of-the-art LCD TV on his feet. <laughs> Unbelievable. ridiculous, mate. That's mad, isn't it? So, Lozzie, if you shoot across for a second and scroll down, you'll see the first image. And you can even see, like, the stride. Look at the stride. Yes. So are they are they, are they str- hiking poles that they're using to kind of measure yes, the distance? To, to, yeah. Them? Okay. Um, so the Indian Army was excited by the footprints they found. If you're right, this is this is you know, if you're ever excited by something, don't put it on the internet because the internet will will grasp the it, crush it, and kill shattered. it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, the idea of a fearsome and a giant ape-like creature has long crept into the world of common myths and legends, but there is no evidence such creatures exist. Some scientists think the animal rumoured to be lurking in the Himalayan mountains could be a subspecies of the brown bear. But if it is a subspecies of the brown bear that have not found people it? have named the Yeti, then the Yeti exists. Yeah. yeah. It's just a misidentified yeah, to an extent, but it hasn't been misidentified though, because like you know, you think, how did any of these animals get their name? Someone's yeah. named them. Someone's seen it as a fucking yeti. Well, there you go. Then it's a fucking yeti. Yeah, that's what that's it is. Point. It's just his name. So Britannica explains at at certain gates, as in G A I T S, bears place the hind foot partly over the imprint of the forefoot, thus making a very large imprint that looks deceptively like an enormous human footprint position in the opposite direction so that explains the footprint we saw in rendlesham forest it was a bear i did say it was a bare foot so you did you did go. that's what i thought you meant ideas <laughs> such as a creature like this existing are not exclusive to indian folklore but are frequently seen in the western myths as well in 1951, British explorer Eric Shipton was trying to find an alternate route up the world's tallest mountain, Mount Everest, when he stumbled across a large footprint. The word Yeti comes from the local Sherpa for wild man. Um, so now if you scroll down again, you'll see the tweet. And you'll see some of the imagery associated with it. it says a large foot, we've got a trail, and we've got a nice picture of the uh, Indian Army mountaineering expedition for Makalu in 2019. 
So okay. don't look very. So, I yeah. believe you. Hashtag Indian Army. That bottom, the bottom photo to the right. Yeah, with yeah. The, the trail. Is he just hopping then? There's no like. He's not. No one. Like nothing walks like. You know what I mean? Right in front. They they would be offset, wouldn't they? Well, we don't know the the Yetis. Okay. Has did did the guy who literally specialises in bipedal movement and walking have anything to say about this, Scott? So, a lot of footprints, according to um, the guy, have nice. sort of they show a a very strange gait that is almost not impossible, but w would be very difficult to fake or replicate for a human. Right. right. Uh, so in a lot of cases, they've got a, both very large steps and strides, but also a very strange sort of weight distribution compared to something that, you know, we could do. Obviously, due to the fact that they're a much larger creature with a much larger centre of mass and a different structured centre of mass. Okay. Um, which does also lead into, I don't know if you've got it in the list of things to look at, the Patterson-Gimlin film? No, I haven't. So Which that's I should the... do. Is that the, is that the, fa the really famous? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I fucked up there. Probably, probably the most famous bit of Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> media. Just fuck yeah. that one off. No, we'll get to that. We'll do it now if you want. Go on, continue. Yeah. Uh, so in that, essentially, obviously the Patson Gimlin film is the video of a supposed Bigfoot walking through um, a forest in America. Yeah. Now, that's been widely debated which, over the years. Sorry, which will inevitably be the thumbnail. Continue. <laughs> uh, that's been widely debated through the years as to the authenticity of it, the legitimacy behind uh, them creating it. Mm -hmm. But one of the things that we spoke about in the interview I did was how sort of the steps would be on the terrain it was filmed on would be almost impossible for someone to do consistently and you know well versed to the extent that they then had um i want to say it was disney at the time their like stunt performers and their special effects performers review the footage who also essentially said yeah that's not doable wow which i think adds quite a bit of credibility that you know the top production houses that were essentially making fake things like yeah. that said they couldn't do it that convincingly okay that's pretty cool and so so it was because of the terrain it's Is the that terrain not just a forest though just a it's forest a forest floor? but it, it was sort of a uneven stony sort of forest floor um right. just just sort of the way it was leveled would mean walking with a consistent uh, gait would be very difficult for something that didn't have that naturally. Okay, okay, can you just yeah. pull that image up for a second? If you just bring us back to the forefront and then bring up, pull up that, that image, that'd be amazing. So, okay, so because... Did it have anything to do with the fact that it was a stony ground and the thought that this person was barefoot? Because could they not have, like, a suit on with shoes? So the suit is another big point of it. Um... Obviously, the big point is that it was a gorilla suit, yeah, which is very strongly denied. Um, so the suit in question would have such a strange level of detail that, mm -hmm. again, top production houses said they couldn't replicate at the time. 
like when you actually watch the footage in varying stages and varying you know qualities because yeah. there's hundreds of different versions of it available online but if you find the more sort of authentic and <clears throat> authentic and original ones yeah you tend to see muscle tension which obviously in a suit would be really difficult to do uh, leg movements and muscle movements to an accurate representation. Interesting. Wow. And I guess that's where this guy comes into it because he's, in, he's got an interest in muscle, te- muscle mm-hmm. tension. Yeah, yeah so, so that's he, the imagery. He, spoiler for the interview, firmly believes this is legitimate. Okay. Um, because of, again, you just see the sort of the wooden floor or the wooden floor, the stone floor um around it and just how uneven that would be to walk on and just to you know to con- consistently walk on yeah can we get the footage is there a, is there a video that we can watch i'll leave a link down below on youtube um if you want to watch it we're gonna watch it but at risk of being copyright claimed on you know i won't include this in the podcast but what i'll do is we'll come back in a second and we're going to tell you what we've seen and what we think. Okay, so we've just watched it. Right, what do we think? I'll 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 sound off first. Um, initially seeing it, it was like, oh, there's a bit of a chill, chills kind of thing with, uh, you know, holy shit, is that an actual uh, Bigfoot? I've never I've I've never seen that footage. I've only uh. ever seen the still. I've never seen the footage. The only thing for me, which again, if you're on YouTube, is linked down below. But you can literally just Google this footage. And I'm sure you'll find it in no time at all. It looked like a dude going out for a casual stroll. <laughs> like it was re- the way that that thing was walking was really strange. Yeah, not and a it had single. Very fuck. long arms. Not a single fuck was given in them strides, mate. Like, but the sass in Sasquatch. That's it, literally. What do we think? What do we think? So I'm, I really like the um, Pats and Gimlin film. There's just a lot about it that. I think the more you look into it and the more you sort of look into the very minor details of it really stand out. So another thing that um, they've said about that film in general is that the creature walking in it does things that at the time they didn't know bipedal creatures did. So there are certain like ape-like creatures like that that they have since discovered have very specific ways of doing things and very specific movements, uh, very specific, you know, muscle tension and that sort of thing. And it's present in that film, but wasn't discovered until 20 years later by science. Right. Okay. That's quite interesting. I do see what you mean. Like, he's got pretty fire quads. Yeah. <laughs> you know. He ain't skipping leg day. Nah. No. When was that? When was that footage from? Uh, that was nineteen sixty-seven. What were they out okay. filming for? Uh, that's a good question. I want to say it was. I want to say they were actually out trying to find Bigfoots. Ooh. Ah. Now they see that's where I start getting a little. But then, but they but they went to the site of a load of bigfoot sightings that is a that was a famous bigfoot location so it fell in their lap to essentially that was filmed in bluff creek which i think you spoke about yeah I did. Right. yeah but okay. then again yeah. you know 
but that's like saying if we one day yeah, finally capture it's a ghost, it's like, true. oh, and they were looking for ghosts. Yeah, I it's know. It's like, oh, yeah, no, no, actually, sorry, we were in a haunted hotel and we were doing a, a hotel room okay. review. And so that adds credibility because we weren't looking for it. So we can't. No, no, I, I do, I do see what you mean. But how much more credibility does it add if they were just out like? Oh, if they were analyzing just like, trees or something. Yeah, or if they were sent there from the company to film yeah. how the loggers were getting on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. I mean but other, I, I would other, be other more inclined to believe it quicker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The other key thing I think is it was 1967. You had to go out with a full-on camera like yeah yeah it's not like yeah. now where you can just whip your phone out and film true yeah it was this is the intent we're going here with you know limited reel as well yeah yeah are there any like more present sightings of like a bigfoot with like video evidence and that because it's the same as like aliens and all these other things they always seem to happen when like video quality was at its shittest you know <laughs> yeah I don't. I. I mean, I've. I haven't seen any. I haven't I've, seen any. I've seen a few where people have launched drones and you see something darting behind a tree, right? Um, or you know, somebody's catching something on their phone and it's in the distance. And again, it's just like a sort of shadowy or not shadowy, but dark mass moving behind the trees, right? But a lot of times it is. N- it isn't the clearest quality. But then, but then it, again, even if it was clear quality, would that even add any credibility? Yeah, because with what technology thing. that is around today, you'd be probably more inclined to believe it was more bullshit. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You just can't fucking win, basically. <laughs> like, no, you can't. Has there ever been a? Uh, I'm literally going to Google this live on the pod. That's Has it. Ever been? A... Oh no, actually, no. I don't. I don't need to do that. Because I literally have a story. I was going to Google, has there ever been a Sasquatch sighting in, in the UK? And there has. Oh. My mum, my aunties and my uncle. Oh, yeah. Wait, 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 they've seen it, right? You're not calling your, your mum, no, aunties and no, uncle no, Sasquatches, No, no, no. They claim, right, uh, when they were kids, they were camping in the garden and they heard rustling outside and like tapping the tents. They ran out. And they looked down the road and they saw this giant ape-like creature, like shaggy hair all the way down, like right. from head to toe, run off into the marshes. Wow. And they okay. all swear fucking blind they saw it. And there was like six of them. I actually have a strange story myself, right? I'd have said, I'm not claiming it's a Bigfoot or a Sasquatch or whatever it was, right? Yeah. But when once when I was dry, when I was getting a ride back on the bus from college, right? There's a specific road that we drive past, and there's a big sort of crater in a field, right? And it's a it's a it's a few miles back. It's quite a big crater, and at the top of this crater, I saw two ridiculously tall figures walking across the top of this uh, this crater. And it wasn't a shadow because of the way it was standing, but it was so far away that no human could look that tall. Now, I didn't think at this, at this time it was like, oh, it's a Sasquatch or a Bigfoot. I thought, what the fuck is that? Like, she had <laughs> literally just never really thought too much about it. But could yeah. it have been a Bigfoot slash Sasquatch there in you go. the UK? Might have been. Never know. When you next when you next come down, we'll drive past it. I'll show you what I mean. And you'll you'll know what I mean by if you saw a person up there, you would distinctively know that it that's the person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Now, that sounds good. 
I'm, I do, I know I've been saying it for ages, um, and I know that we will at some point. I think we're probably going to start with Black Shuck, but I do want to um, implement cryptid hunting into... Uh, do you know what? We've done a whole episode on Bigfoot. I, don't, I think that's the first time with the word cryptid has been used in this episode. Yeah. I think that's you started with cryptid. I think, I think you said it in the first oh, sentence and then, yeah. again, hasn't been mentioned since. Fucking hell. you started it. I've impressed myself. Not that that's anything to go by, but... Um, yeah, no, I definitely want to... I don't want to get over to Loch Ness, but then I want to go over to America. I want to get to Point Pleasant. I want to do a national park, either go missing, get abducted by aliens, off, or... Get put in a free roll taken away in a sleeping exactly that's it. by bigfoot right let's round off the episode with 10 tips from an experienced sasquatch researcher because if we're going to hunt we're going to need to know what what we're doing right definitely solid so steve mojo wilkins okay from the washington sasquatch research team gave comonews.com 10 tips for beginning research all right so we're gonna we're gonna digest them right now and see if they can help us all right tip number one before beginning your field research learn all you can about the subject where are the reported encounters near you what are their behaviors what signs should you look for okay so that's tip number one Tip number, there he is. Hey. Mojo. I don't Stevie know, I trust him. He, look, he looks trustworthy. Exactly. Okay, here we go. Tip number two, put together a team, even if it's just you and one other person. Bring equipment to document your experiences, camera, audio recorders. Your equipment will change and evolve over time. So we're, we're already we're well away three, with mate. that. We're three for three. We're fucking smashing it. So tip number three, decide on your goals. What are you researching for, man? What do you expect to achieve? For many researchers, having an actual sighting is a goal. Also, many aspire to document a sighting with good photographic or video evidence. So there we go. I would say that would be our goal, to video a Sasquatch. Yeah. Tip number four, respect private property and do not research on it without permission. There are countless parks and endless acres of national forest land where you can research, yeah? So don't, I don't know, break into a mansion if you think they're housing a Sasquatch. <laughs> Tip number five. Researching is fun year-round, but winter, less productive and more difficult, yeah? Fuck winter off. Try to concentrate your research in the spring, summer, and fall. Fall is the best time because we suspect it is mating season. Ooh. And also... The time of the annual salmon run in the Pacific Northwest. This tends to be more active time. Now, call me a conspiracy theorist. I think Steve wants the winter to himself. Yeah. I think he wants all of the locations free of other hunters. Researchers, like sorry. Them, them Research. snow footprints would be easier to see. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. In the spring when they've melted. I mean, the, I do think with that. Depending on how these creatures work and if they are cave dwelling and hibernating. You know, yeah. There is a yeah. reasonable chance winter, which means they're stationary. Winter is coming. Ah, they ain't running away from you if they're asleep. Just go stick your head in a cave True. and hope there's not a bear. Wait, no, no, no. True. Do not just start poking your heads in random caves in the winter. It sounds like a death trap. <laughs> yeah. We don't endorse that, Scott, but Scott does. Tepper's paranormal. <laughs> <laughs> 
poking your head in bear, bear caves. Tip number six, when you research and discover potential evidence, i.e. tracks, pictures, vocalizations, try to debunk it and don't always assume everything is Bigfoot related. Try to find other explanations for evidence you find. Document all your findings with picture or video. That's good. There we go. Can That's I good. can I just say, this is the guy we're talking about in this photograph, isn't it? I believe so, yeah. He's got a very questionable sense of camouflage. <laughs> J- camo jacket, jeans and a bright yellow T-shirt. Yeah. He's like, look, if I'm going to get shot, I'm taking it to the torso. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Tip number seven, when you have a researched outing, don't expect to find evidence each time you go out, all right? In fact, prepare to fail 95% of the time. Nice. Do not get discouraged. That's true. Yeah. You have to be you we know, can you relate prepared with that, to fail. We? But it's like, listen, yeah? If you go out for 100 hours, expect 95 of them to be fuck all. <laughs> Number eight. Always tell someone where you'll be researching and when you're expected to return. Do this yep. each and every time you go out. That seems very wise. Very, very wise. Tip number nine, always be safe in the field. Your travels may put you on unsafe mountain roads or you may find yourself hiking on steep terrain with unsafe footing. Never take unnecessary chances or push your limits. You should always plan for the worst. Also remember, the weather can change in an instant. And bears. And bears. That should be added on to the end. I mean, that's not something we really have to worry about too much in the UK. We're like, yeah, bears. we're not as bothered by bears. You know, we but might if see we a go badger. over there. Yeah, if we, we go, go over there, there, then bears like mountain. They got like mountain lions and everything, and they. I mean, you can Look go every every six foot something will try and kill you in America. Yeah. Wow. Mostly people. On the final tip, look at how proud this general store is to be stocking seven up. <laughs> <laughs> Just a massive sign for seven up. They've been asking them for They're years. Lovely. Can we have I mean, some branding yeah. for seven up for our store, please? I mean, I'm not being funny. We've all been there, driving down the long, lonely country road, seeing a shop. Oh, does that sell 7-Up? There's no question with this place. You know it does. Yeah, you know. You know it does. <laughs> you just oh, drive sorry, past. <laughs> yeah. You drive past and went, oh, fancy the Sprite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, tip number 10. Have fun researching. After all, it's just like camping. Throw some good food on the barbecue and enjoy the outdoors. That does sound like a lot of fun to me. It oh, absolutely does. It does like a lot of fun. Absolutely. I'm more than happy. We're going to be camping this weekend. That's it. We are. We are indeed. That is. Sorry, I just had to think when this gets released. Yes, that is correct. That is. That is correct. Um, yeah. Take a little. Don't know. I definitely want to cook food. What should we cook food on? Like. To be fair, gas burner, or should we take a barbecue? I think I've got a little gas burner. I think my nan's got one. Bang it! I can speak to her to see if it's still functioning. Yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah. I also Definitely. still need to acquire myself a tent. But I mean, that not, is cool. I'm going to wild man it. <laughs> that oh, would Sasquatch be cool. <laughs> wild man it. That's it. If you, right, if you genuinely don't have a tent yeah. by Saturday, yeah. let me know and I will bring my hammock and oh. you can hammock between two trees and that would be pretty fucking gangster. 
I would love to do it as long as the weather allows me to do it. As far as I'm aware, so far it's going to be okay. But because right, okay. it's going to be the Halloween special, Actually, to we be have fair, no fucking choice. <laughs> to be fair, I have a, I do have a tarp in the car, so I could actually, I could prop a wild man it just under a tarp on a hammock. Can we just remind ourselves at the time Lozzie had a crisp packet? It's true. <laughs> I was in a Walker's crisp packet for warmth. It didn't yeah, provide I, any. To be fair, the, the, the temperature's been very nice like the last couple of days. Yeah. Yeah, and that was like Let me just... mid-December. I think we did that. 14th of December, it was horrendous. There you go. Yeah. That is fair. So me, I'm, I'm hoping the temperature won't be as bad. Okay, yeah. so we've got rain on Saturday. Don't trust Hang Amazon on. listings, that's all I'm going to say. To be fair, I've got I've got rope, I've got tarp. Just give me the rope. <laughs> it says, hang on, it says rain, but when you add, oh, it's just in the morning of Saturday. We're golden. Nice. Golden brown. Torrential Sunday. Nah, we're, we're fucking solid. We are literally solid. After 10 o'clock, no rain. And then all the way through. It is going to get to a low of around five degrees. Oh, that's toasty. That's fine. Yeah. Compared that's to what I was But over the evening, by the time we get there, it's going to be about nine. And then we're going to have a, we're going to, yeah, and then lows of five. We're going to be golden, man. But yeah, it's going to be like a paranormal investigation camping hybrid. I can't wait. I can't wait. So, yeah, boy. But, um, yeah, they're the tips for hunting. We're not going to be hunting Bigfoot, so I don't believe there's one in there. Um, but, yeah, that has been the Bigfoot episode. Thanks for joining me, guys. Thanks for bringing the expertise. That's it. Let me just finish with something quite interesting, an interesting question to each of us. We'll start with Lozzie, then Bailey, then Scott, then myself. Does Bigfoot exist? I personally don't think it does. I just think that the footage has got some merits that we talked about earlier on, but I just feel like the creature is too nonchalant in that footage. Like it almost <laughs> it almost looks at him as if like, oh, there's a couple of geezers there. No worries. But when oh. you look at other footage of other animals, like not similar size because it's massive, but even if you took apes, they would not react like that. And if that's like meant to be its closest counterpart, I feel like it still share like the same threat detection. Like, oh shit, there's someone there. It didn't seem yeah. startled too, uh, at all, which is what, I was like, hmm, I don't know. Plus, mm-hmm. the footage is really grainy, but that's, you know, from the 1960s, so what do you expect? But, yeah, yeah. for me, no. no. So are you saying, just to clarify, are you saying you think that video is fake or you don't, or you think the whole Bigfoot thing in general is fake? Both. That would be a okay. strong both for me. Okay, Oof. so, Bailey, what right. do you think? For myself, when it comes to Bigfoot, I think it's kind of like, why couldn't it exist yeah so it's like you know if it's he's just a, a like a giant animal pretty much isn't it so there's there's a lot of a lot of reason why it could be legit i don't necessarily believe the footage that we've seen you know like lozzy was saying it was very you know chill calm and the way he was just strolling about on a sunday morning or whatever but yeah 
I think I'm, I'm I'm open to the idea of a Bigfoot because I just don't see any reason why it shouldn't exist. If that makes sense. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. That makes a lot of sense. What about you, Scott? So, I've got very mixed thoughts on Bigfoot. Interesting. I think there's something because there's a lot of you know reports of footprints and just sightings from people, tribes, just groups from around the world of very, not identical, but consistently similar um, creatures. I think in America specifically, the amount of open space they have. Yeah. um, Something that, again, was discussed in the interview I did was how often do you see the remains of a bear? Or for that matter, how often do you see a bear? Um, And it's, you know, there's, based on the numbers they estimate for there to be Bigfoots, there are a couple of thousand. They're quite a, they're a very long life, but low population sort of creature, apparently. Mm. Um, Whereas there's, you know, hundreds of thousands of bears, I think, in America. So on that sort of basis, if there were, say, a hundred within a state and there are 10,000 bears I doubt you see a bear every day mm. so oh, if there I is I see a, where you're going with that yeah you know if if bears can hide within the forest and live within the forest without being seen captured etc regularly a much smaller population of a creature could definitely do that which is yeah. one of the things I think and again the sheer size of the national parks yeah the amount of things that could be hiding within the cave systems or just within the parks on a hill. I think there's a lot of potential. The film, I'm also... I'm sort of 50-50 on it because on the one hand, there's a few things in it that really stand out as I don't know how that could not be real. But then at the same time, there are other bits like, again, how nonchalantly it's walking across the uh, open area, the way it turns and looks and then doesn't really change anything. Because, you know, if that was a creature, I'm taking a deer as an example, and it's a very different sort of creature, but if that was walking along, it turned and saw you, it would bolt. Whereas the creature in this turned, saw the cameraman, and then just kept going at the same speed. Well, maybe he just thought, I could fucking take him. And then just yeah. like, oh, he just carries on. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I think that's where I stand on it. Okay, interesting. Very interesting. Personally, yeah, I'm of the same ilk i do believe that you know there's enough space out there and i've never thought of the population idea or thought mm. process um that's really interesting you know if there is a, if there are lesser um uh, populated species how rare it would be to cite one etc etc plus the national parks are so fucking expansive it's insane so yeah that's my thoughts um let us know down below if you're watching on youtube or facebook um if you're listening Email in dutystories at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's it for this episode, guys. Thank you so much. If you just watch us, uh, just a little reminder, we are on podcast platforms if you want to listen to us as well. So yeah, go and do that. All right. Thank you, guys. Follow, share, all that good stuff. And we'll see you very soon. What was We haven't got an outro yet. Well, we did like uh, that. But that doesn't feel appropriate for no. Bigfoot. <laughs> see you.